Welcome once again to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. All right. It says it's streaming on Facebook. Let's hope. Uh, I'm not seeing it up here yet, but we will see. Well, thank you guys uh, for being here. I really appreciate it. Uh, both of you obviously have such a great presence online and doing some amazing things. Actually, the inspiration for this event was um, Shannon and I were scrolling through, I think it was Instagram last week and came across uh, Dr. Frost, your uh, March Madness replacement of what you're doing there. <laughs> and we were like, what's that about? And so, and I love celebrity stuff. You know, I'm total nerd when it comes to, to that type of thing. So we started kind of playing with it. She's like, this is so smart. I'm totally engaged. And then I went, you know what? We got to talk to people who are engaging with their patients right now because I truly believe that the way you're going to win right now is that continual engagement and stepping it up even more, like pumping up that engagement as much as you possibly can. So thank you both for being here. Uh, Dr. Stuart Frost, Dr. Dovey Prero. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Well, uh, all of you here in Facebook land, please feel free to answer, uh, ask questions. We want to make sure that we ask your questions. We're going to go through some conversations. Uh, I'm going to introduce both doctors in a more thorough manner in just a moment. We want to make sure that you ask your questions. We want to, um, uh, if you have any comments to any, any resources that you have, we'd love to hear those as well, what you guys have done to find success. For those of you that don't know, my name is Dino Watt, and my uh, business is all about helping doctors uh, understand the entrepreneurial side of business and help them grow cultures inside of their office, help them actually win as leaders. And in a real nutshell, what I say is I help doctors succeed. That's what I do in all areas of their life. And so I'm excited to be able to hosting another, be hosting another one of these Facebook lives over the last two weeks. We've been trying to go live as much as we possibly can. I think we're in a time where the more information out there, the better. And that's all I'm trying to do is provide more information. If you have not done so yet or seen what's happening this week, uh, tomorrow I have another thing about social media with Avery Spencer from uh, Marin Media Management, who's gonna talk all about how to line up your entire year's worth of social media engagement in a very short period of time. She has a really cool system for that. But Friday is the day that I want you all to think about right now Friday, I know many of you are thinking, yeah, it's SBA loan day, right? That's what everybody's thinking. <laughs> no, I want you to get that. Yes, I want you to make sure you sign up for that. But uh, starting at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, the fact of the matter is, is that if you aren't thinking about in one way, shape or form going virtual with your business, you're gonna be missing out because that's where things are gonna have to shift. They just will. So we've created a seven hour long web series here on Facebook Live for you and for your doctors, for your team members, for anybody who really wants to think about virtual. It's both dental and ortho, both dentist and orthodontist. We have some of the premier uh, experts in the country right now who are doing stuff virtually and we're going to be interviewing them. There's CE credit available. I'm taking a lot of vitamins and trying to get as much rest as I can because I'm going to be on doing this for seven hours straight. Wow. So I'm excited about that, but you have to register for two reasons. Number one, if you can't be there and be crazy like me for seven hours, you're gonna get, if you register, we're gonna send out all the recordings of every single course to anybody who's registered, absolutely free. 
We just want to make sure that information gets out there. So we're going to take it down. I have my people edit it. And we're going to put it on a portal. We're going to send you the portal information and you're going to be able to download all that for free if you're registered. The second reason is we have been approved for a CE credit. We find out, I think tomorrow exactly how many hours, but it's probably gonna be around three to four hours of CE credit just for attending and watching. So we want you to be there. So, you know, I, I'm just excited about to bring that to you. I'm excited the stuff I get to learn. I, I do this really so I can learn more than anything, right? Uh, but going on to tonight's questions or tonight's uh, topic, you know, social media is obviously something that is not just uh, something that's out there that's a nice thing to do, but it is necessary. I read a report last year that Pepsi, the Pepsi company, spends over a billion dollars on their marketing. And over the last five years, a majority of that, that money has gone to social media marketing. That's how powerful it was. If you would have talked to those companies 10 years ago, they'd have been like, oh, come on, Facebook and whatever, it's just a fad. But I, most companies that understand know that you have to be able to play in the social media game. What's cool about the social media game is that you don't have to have a billion dollars to get involved. Matter of fact, it's free in most cases. It's about how creative you can be and how, how much engagement you can do. And so I wanted to bring on two people who I think are killing it in the social media game and showing us all how to win in that space. And um, the first person I want to introduce is Dr. Dovi Prero. And please, I'm saying that right, right, Prero? Yep, that's right. With a name like Dino, I'm kind of particular about names. So um, <laughs> I get Dino all the time. So really? Dr. Dovi Prero is from Beverly Hills. He's uh, founded his practice in 2015. And he has focused his quality treatment on very strong outcomes and making that business, a referral-based business from other dentists. It's been really, really successful. And in 2015, Dr. Prero started using Instagram to reach the public, posting cases and depth explanations of orthodontic cases. And this is something I really thought was cool. He doesn't dumb it down. He talks to the people as if he was talking to a first-year dental student. And that, I think, was really, really smart. Um, he recommends using dental terminology, not being afraid to show the teeth. And in doing so, he's actually been able to educate and elevate his audience to the point to where last year, production alone from Instagram was over $100,000. Now, I don't know about you out there, but think, tell me another place where you can actually invest almost $0 or very little dollars and get a return of $100,000 into your business. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty great. Uh, uh, Dr. Pereira, how many uh, followers do you have at this point on Instagram? Um, we just eclipsed 35,000 yesterday. Cool. But who's counting? So 35,000. <laughs> Off yeah. of this viewing, over the last couple of weeks, we've had about 1,000 people watching these. If you are not yeah. following Dr. Pereira, let's see if we can get that up to 36 in the next week. All right, so go to, it, it, it's, uh, what's your handle? It's Prero Orthodontics. Prero Orthodontics makes it pretty oh. simple. So go and check him out. Our other guest is Dr. Stuart Frost. Dr. Frost has been uh, practicing since 2000, the year 2000. How was like the year, I think one of my kids was born in 2000. I'm not I graduated high school that year. <laughs> that puts it in perspective. Thanks, Toby. <laughs> Even better. So Dovey graduated high school 
2000 when Dr. Frost started his practice and he spent the last 20 years in the quest of clinical excellence and then teaching others globally through education leadership. One of the coolest things that I like about his social media is the fact that he actually shows how he's teaching other doctors what to do. I think it's really, really cool. Um, he's an associate clinical professor at the University of Pacific Orthodontic Program and he lectures for Eastman Dental Center and still he is a um, KOL, a, a key thought leader or opinion leader for Ormco. He started at Frost Smiles on Instagram. So there you go, there's his handle, at Frost Smiles for his practice and at Dr. Stuart Frost uh, for his personal brand. He became very, it became very apparent that the general public reached to uh, reacted to these posts and some of the cases he finished had over 500,000 views and impressions. Dr. Frost feels that his increased practice growth over the past few years can be linked directly to his social media presence and the value it adds to the public. I agree with both of those things, you guys. Thank you so much for uh, letting us be a part of your journey by telling your story, uh, which is what I want to get into next. Uh, Dovi, if I can start with you, my first yes. question is, tell us first why you got into orthodontics. I think our stories are the one thing that connects most of us. So can you tell us why you yeah. chose orthodontics as a profession? Yeah, um, I remember being in the chair of my own orthodontist, Dr. Sharon Durfee in Chicago. Uh, for those who are familiar with the Chicago area, Dr. Tom Graber was one of the icons of, of orthodontics. Uh, wrote one of the big books on it. And so she was one of his students and I think took over her pra his practice out in Evanston, Illinois. Um, so I remember being in the chair and asking all these questions about, you know, why are we using this? I even remember the sound of the, of the method that she used when she would click, when she would put in the, the, the colors. And that sound itself is still very dear to me. When I, when I remember when I first started in residency, I was like, oh, this is what it's used for. Um, so I was sitting in the chair and I'd ask her all these questions and I remember at the point where she was adjusting my Holly retainer and she had a three-pronged plier out and she was adjusting the labial bow and I said, Dr. Durfee, how do you know how much to, to tweak it? And she said, well, Dovi, this is, this is not, you know, at-home orthodontics, this is not prayer orthodontics, but maybe one day it will be. <laughs> and so I do credit her a little bit, uh, a lot of it for my inspiration. And my mom would take us to the appointments and then my grandfather. Um, and then when my brothers got old enough to uh, drive to the orthodontist, we'd uh, plan our visit so that we, would, we wouldn't go to school in the morning because we had an orthodontist appointment. And then we'd go like at 10 o'clock would be scheduled our appointment and then we'd go out to lunch. Um, and then it wouldn't be worth it to go to school just for a couple hours afterwards. So it ended up being a, <laughs> a very fun day. And so I had always very positive associations with uh, my orthodontic treatment and having a lot of siblings and them all getting some amazing results. It was something very cool. And so I knew my heart was always settled on it. Um, and then throughout, uh, throughout college and then dental school, I uh, just continued to pursue it all the way to the end. Wow. So you were like, this has been a, a long journey for you. It's funny because you remember the, the sound of those, uh, of the, the snaps. I remember the drill. So that's what made me go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the but that's why when a kid, when someone, not so much the smell, but when someone, um, when, it, when a young child or an adult or even through Instagram, right? Why am I passionate about teaching it is because that same passion that was given over to me is what inspired me to seek it out. 
Um, so I think that's something that's very important. And I think it's still one of like the driving forces behind my practice. And then also the part that I give back to my colleagues. Well, and how many more people do you get to inspire with that mindset because of the reach of social media? Like that's really yeah. cool. Very, it's, very cool. You're absolutely right. Awesome. Very cool. All right, Stuart, how about you? What was your, your story? If you can well, remember that far. I mean, we don't want to, like, if you got to break open the tablets, that's I fine. Mean, but. Look at the gray going on here. This is, uh, this is, it tells my age. Hey, uh, first, I just want to acknowledge you, uh, Dino, for, for putting so much effort and, and time and energy into adding value to people. Uh, I, I know you on more of a personal basis, and I know that uh, maybe some of those are, that are joining us don't know you. And I just first want to acknowledge you for, for working so hard. And I don't know if a lot of people understand that you're, you're not just uh, an influencer in the dental and, and space, and you just haven't written just a one or two books. You've written several books, and you're a life coach. You're, you're like this, this multifaceted, talented person. And I just want to say thank you for adding so much value um, to all of us. And, you know, I, I know what it's gonna take to run Friday, so um, really appreciate that. Thank you, I appreciate that, yeah. my pleasure. And Dovey, of course, I mean, he's like my my son that uh, that I've, I, I'm so proud of all that you're doing in the space and we've, we've talked Thank you. for quite some time. So I'm, I'm honored to be here with both of you. Um, my story is interesting. I, I grew up with a father who was a general dentist and my identical twin brother and I would go down to his office when we were like 12 and 13 years old and we would play in his lab. And we'd get his Bunsen burner out and we'd get the denture teeth and the wax and we'd get his mercury for the fillings. We'd play with it in our hands. Uh, yes, I remember doing that. Um, but uh, we were inspired to be dentists at the age of 13. And my twin brother's an endodontist. We both went to University of Pacific Dental School and uh, graduated. He wanted to do endo, I wanted to do ortho, and uh, we were inspired by our father. In fact, when I was about 13 or 14, my dad put some ceramic, or they, I think they're either ceramic or probably plastic brackets on my teeth as a general dentist, and, and uh, I think I had four on my front teeth is all I had. But the, the seeing that movement of teeth, and I didn't want to be a general dentist. I didn't want to grind teeth. I wanted to move teeth, and that was where my inspiration came. Wow, that's amazing. Although you, you know, still do a little grinding of the teeth, though. Absolutely. You're pretty good at it. <laughs> uh, I, I find it fascinating, the stories, how people get into their career. And, of course, for people who are listening, you know, I have my podcast, the Propreneur Podcast, and I always ask the story of my guest. And I found that it usually breaks down into four areas where people decide their career. Number one, they have some sort of trauma, right? And that trauma helped them get through it. Uh, number two, they're like Dovey, where they had, they just were inspired when they were there. There's intrigued by it. It was really interesting to them and they delve into that. Uh, number three is it was part of the family. It was like, yeah, you know, it's just something that was there. I saw how successful my parents were or how much joy it brought my dad or whatever. And then the third, the fourth one is I had no clue what I was doing and I just fell into it at school. Like somebody said, hey, you'd be cool. And I went, okay, sure. Why not? And they did that. And I just love those stories because it's what connects all of us. I think we can all relate to those no matter what the space is for what you do. So now my question for you is this, is you obviously we're here talking about social media and how to engage with your patients. Here we are in a time 
where I think everyone's skill sets are being challenged. How good you are as a leader is definitely being challenged with your teams. How good you are as an entrepreneur being challenged as a business owner. And now we have this other interesting thing called social media that for the most part, I think people are like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Um, or there are people who are, yeah, um, maybe I'll dabble in it or other people who are just like, I don't wanna be with it, deal with it at all. You guys have chosen the space of let's do it and let's really do it, not just play around, let's do it. What was your first four way into social media and was it good? Was it bad? Was it a disaster? Like how did you first get yourself into social media? Dolby, let's ask you first. Okay, so I uh, started on Instagram when it first came out and I used it mostly for just filters of, of my family. Um, I oh. loved the filters that I was using and I used it personally uh, when I first, and so I was, I was on it for a bunch of years. And then um, I also thought of Facebook always as a great way to connect with people. So um, I always, in my mind, Facebook came out like in 2007 and I always in my mind knew that essentially like that word funnel of getting people connected and then distilling them down to the service or the, or the, or the product that you sell. Um, I always thought about it as a networking opportunity. So throughout dental school, friending, um, uh, you know, it's obvious now, but back then, um, I knew it would be a way to uh, cultivate relationships, even if we couldn't go out to have a drink or um, to have dinner or lunch together, it'd be a way to virtually do that. And so I just had a hunch that that would, that would be where we're headed. And I, on Instagram, I was, you know, Instagram came out in 2010, so I was using it uh, just for family fil uh, filters and stuff like that. I have like, you know, hundreds of posts from my kids and I wouldn't, I, it was a private account. Account. It still is on my on my private side, and then I download the pictures and then send them off to friends and family. Um, and then it came 2015 when um, one of my one of people that I that I was intrigued by a guy by the name of Dr. Miami. Uh, he was the first one really to bring the cell phone into the operatory or the OR, a plastic surgeon that would do surgeries from head to toe. And he brought it in and it was very educational. I was actually at the MKS conference in 2015 and I was showing this page to a couple of other uh, doctors. And then I, I would show them how I was intrigued by it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this myself um, and started doing a daily story on my Instagram. Um, and it was getting a, a lot of very positive feedback um, and people in general have just loved learning um, and I talk about that. It's education. It's educating your market, educating your consumer, educating your colleague, educating the people that work at the offices that you that refer to you. Um, and in doing so, it uh, it brought me a lot of satisfaction of connecting with people and also uh, broadcasting to the world the fine-tuned details of uh, of orthodontics in in our specific uh, industry. I think it's really interesting because there was a couple of things I want to ask you about. First of all, the transition from personal to professional and how yeah. much of your personal brand are you bringing into the professional space? And then secondly, um, how do you feel the education part of what you do 
has helped grow your business? Because I believe that that's the number one way you sell something is educate people on something. Uh, there's great research around that, but you're now taking this mm. education factor and bringing it down the funnel, like you're talking about. But let's just first go to transition from personal to private. How much of your private you put in your uh, your business and your business into your private? Did I say that right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think in general, it's what you're comfortable with. I kind of am more of a, of a sharer in general. And um, so, but now my girls are old enough. I have two older girls that, uh, daughters that have no interest in being on my Instagram. <laughs> so they get to choose not to, but my son, David, he doesn't have that choice yet. <laughs> um, so people will come up to him at like the pizza shop and say, hey, David, I know you. Um, so, you know, maybe a mini celebrity, but I'm comfortable sharing, I think, um, I once heard Neil Kravitz say that, um, you know, sharing about you and your family, it doesn't make you more vulnerable. It actually, it actually makes you more protected because no, someone might give a one-star review on Yelp to someone who, oh, he's just this, um, this orthodontist that doesn't have things in order and I had a pers one personal bad experience with him. But if it's that person and if it's the face of him and his family, very often when like I thank my patients, even today, the thing, the, the, the post that I put up, um, you know, when pe people write positive Yelp reviews, I, I say, thank you, my family and I appreciate it because you're helping us and you're encouraging us as opposed to, and, and that protects you because people see that you're a father, that you're um, a sibling, that you're a son of someone, that you're a family person. Um, and not for some odd reason, I think people like have that willingness to trust that if you are a good father, then you are going to be a great orthodontist. Um, and I think sharing those things uh, help bolster uh, your authority um, and puts you in context of, oh, I get to learn a little bit more about my provider um, and confidence in that. And so we do, we kind of uh, toe the line between what is private and what is, what is public, but uh, I'm comfortable sharing. Um, and so uh, we'll put stuff up about the family that will highlight um, highlight me as a, as a father or as a family person that can give credence to our personal brand. Um, and it's not like it's necessarily as calculated as that, um, but that's the overall outlook that I have. Do you post or do you have some, for a business, do you have somebody else post for you? Do you have like somebody in your office? Right now it's still... Uh, all me. I delegate some of that in this summer where we bring some people on. But remember, I started this in 2015 when I started my practice. So Dr. Frost was already seeing, you know, uh, 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 dozens of patients a day. And I was <laughs> maybe seeing like two or three. So I had maybe a consult in the morning and then somebody in the afternoon. And then what was I going to do for three hours? So I talked all about Instagram. that consultation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That's very cool. Good. Okay. So Stu, um, same question for you when it comes to your personal versus your pro uh, professional. Yeah, it's interesting because um, the reason I started on social media was because I had spent the last 15 years trying to perfect my craft, create beautiful smiles that were gorgeous and that were artistic. And it was interesting because on social media, when somebody would say on Facebook or, or Instagram, who is the, uh, who's the person in the community to go see? I didn't understand why my name wasn't there more often. And it bugged the heck out of me because- You were your, you were your own best kept secret. Yes. And so I thought, well, how am I gonna change this? 
I have these beautiful cases. The only people who saw the beautiful cases were the ones that came into my practice. So, or your uh, lectures. Yeah. Or my lectures. So I thought, you know what? I watched, I was watching Dovi at this young age and he's like, has all this time in the world and he's doing all this cool stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to do what he does. And I couldn't do that because I was seeing almost a hundred patients a day. But what I did was I decided that I was going to start my social media and make a difference. And it was really confusing in the beginning. I kept asking people, do I do a at Frost Smiles or do I do just uh, at Dr. Stuart Frost? What do I do? And I, I was trying to decide, do, you know, what's my market? Who am I trying to go after? Who am I trying to uh, put posts for? And so I felt like I'd have one for the practice that was for, you know, that part of, you know, my team, the cases. And then I thought, well, I'm also have a Dr. Stuart Frost brand. And so I, I decided to keep them separate. But uh, I think that the cool thing about this is, is, and I want to make this point, I think it's so important that if you're going to go down this path, you have to realize that not everybody can be Dovey and not everybody can, can have the time to do that. He's, he's organically grown into this spot today and he's refined what he's done. But uh, for me, I had to have somebody do my social media on my uh, at Frost Smiles. And so I have a, a, a gal in my practice who's a mother who understands the, the market, understands what we're, we're trying to do to acquire patients. And she's one that's been uh, doing that for us. I think that's great. I love too that you mentioned about knowing your audience and who you're talking to. I think one of the challenges that a lot of people have with social media, just from my point of view anyway, is that they're trying to kind of throw up on everybody, everything, instead of being in a specific, this is what we do. Like Dovey, I love in your intro where you talked about, look, I am going to talk about technical things to educate people. I'm not going to shy away from or try to dumb down things because I want to elevate them up to what I know. And that's knowing your audience. Stuart, you have a, a clientele, the look of your office, the focus of your office. It has a, a specific look and feel around it. So you you cater kind of to that type of uh, business. Right. What do you guys feel is the biggest thing that business owners, especially in the orthodontic and dental space, shy away from why, why do you think it is they shy away from using the platform or social media in such a powerful way that's a good question Dovey, you want me to go, go first it, yeah go ahead well everywhere i go i get people like if i go lecture if i meet people they they orthodontists they always ask me okay who's doing your social media how you know or did you hire it out did you what do they do and i think it's such a it's such a confusing topic because people think that you have to either hire it out or you have to be really creative and, and it's just not the case. And I, I think that, uh, you know, if, if you just, you got to have a plan. And I think, uh, I think social media is a long game. It's not a short game. It's not something you're going to do once a week. If you're going to go into this, I think you just have to get a, a plan in order. And I love, we said this earlier, you get a plan, your, your webinar tomorrow sounds like you have somebody that's going to help, people get a plan together that can put content out over a year's time. I think that's huge. Yep. I think it's really important that people understand that if you're going to go down this path, you need to commit fully to it and uh, realize that that means that, that you have to have a plan that's in place so that you can, you can make this happen. And, and for us, the plan was, you know, we started off with transformation Tuesdays every Tuesday 
And one thing I, I feel like that's been really good about Dodie, and I want to just acknowledge him for this. I would go every day to see what Dovey was going to say first thing in the morning and what he was going to do that day. It was entertaining. And every day he'd be walking up to his office and saying, good morning. And he, and he had his, you know, I'm going to help, you know, what's our tagline, Dovey? I already forgot it because I haven't heard it lately. Make your smile more beautiful. Than it <laughs> Make your smile is. more beautiful. Yeah. You know, so I think that uh, it's really important for people to say it's not a, this is not a mystery. And this is something that every person can do. And if you're really busy, then you need to have somebody in your practice that's going to be in charge of this. And uh, you realize that what you're doing is adding value to people. And I love that about Dodi because he added value. And he's also, uh, one thing that he mentioned, I, I picked up on this, is that uh, not only is he adding value to people, but Dovey's figured out a way to add value to his colleagues and to the, and to the people around him. So he's always in his post saying, hey, go see Dr. Stuart Frost. We'll learn how to finish a case or you want to learn about this. Go see uh, John Graham. And he's, I love that he is adding value to other orthodontists and other people. So there's so much to this. And, and uh, I'll stop talking here in just a second. But I think it's really important that you just outline what it is you're trying to accomplish. And for us, it's, it's Transformation Tuesday so people can see what kind of cases we do. And they can count every Tuesday. They can count on a case that's going to be put every Tuesday. They're going to see one. If you're going to go down that path, you have to stay down that path. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to, I wrote down, uh, as you were talking, I wrote down consistency, right? Yeah. That's so important. Like you knew you could get up there every day and see what Dovey's message was. Right. People know on Transformation Tuesday, they're going to see some really cool transformation. I mean, even if you just started off with the plan being, okay, I'm going to get up every day and do something. Yes. Or I love that you themed the day. That makes it for me and, and yeah. the way my brain works, it makes it so much easier to go like, okay, so it's yeah. Monday. It's Motivation Monday. Okay, so I'm going to talk about this. It's Tuesday. It's Transformation Tuesday. Like that is not just great for your social media, but for your practice as well, the yeah. way that you're actually going to run things. Yeah. I was going to ask Dolby real fast. Um, I want to play off of what Stuart just said about how you uplift other doctors in your social media. Strategic or just because that's who you are? It's really, I mean, I would love to say that it's strategic, but it really is who I am. Uh, it happens it. to be an effective strategy. Um, yeah. Dr. Frost and I met through Instagram. I believe that's how oh, we really? met just yeah. because I, I, all of a sudden I came across this guy and I'm like, wow, these are really nice cases. I haven't seen finished cases like that. That's who I want to be in 20 years. Um, and hopefully That's he can awesome. help me fast track to get there sooner. And so I just, I, every time he put up a post, it's kind of funny. We were both following each other. He's putting, he's watching me to see what to do. And then I'm seeing what he's doing and I'm uplifting him because I said, look at this amazing treatment and educating people about what the options out there. Um, the only thing that I told Dr. Frost was that you have to put your watermark on things. Cause I was doing, I was doing, uh, just regular Instagram searches or seeing what's coming out of my feed. And I'm seeing his case that I knew cause maybe we were going back and forth on it without his name and someone just uh, stripping the content off of it. Yeah. And so now, uh, you know, he's got his beautiful photo and his, in, in his, uh, his name on the post so that even if people do use it, which is fine, they can repost it. Um, yeah. But then it all goes back to him. But I think, um, you know, you mentioned the key is to just start. Just 
start posting. And I think number one, all the answers will follow after that. If you start, you'll realize this is easy or this is harder for me. If you start, you realize this is the tempo that's easy for me. This is the tempo that's hard for me. If you start and you realize you need help, one of the things that I talk to most doctors, um, I would say like if you're 40 and under, you have a chance of doing it yourself. If you're probably 40 or over, um, you most likely need someone. But we're always hiring people. So the next time you hire someone, you say, right, I'm a millennial. But if you're hiring a millennial that is that is native to this uh, uh, technology, then you say the next time you hire someone, we're looking for back office help, must be proficient with Instagram. There you go. Now you have your Instagram, uh, you have your, your, your social media coordinator. And it's usually the person that's on their phone anyways, the most of the, most <laughs> that you catch on the phone, like violating off a policy. That's the person who you want to do it, where you say, you know, put your phone away, but I see you're good at it. So here's the office phone, if you like to do it that way, and, you know, start documenting the content and putting it together. Or when you have a summer intern and the person says, oh, I, wanna, I want to yeah. uh, you know, internet your office. And I say, great. This is what we're looking for is someone who is familiar with digital. I just did this the other day. Someone who's, you know, they're interested in learning about orthodontics, but you're not training them for the back because they're off to college in two months. We need someone who's proficient at photo, photography, video editing, social media, and we'll, you'll learn everything about orthodontics that way, but this will be your, your role. It's great. That's so smart. It's so wise. It's a great way to look at it. We have a question I wanted to get to. Uh, somebody asked on here that I think is a great question. Jenny asked, for me, it's actually hard to know how many patients you actually get from social media. So how many dollars does it take to do or pay someone to keep it up? And what's the ROI on that? Now, Adobe, you mentioned that you can, you look at probably at a last year, about $100,000 in cases from social media. Right. How do you quantify that? Um, that is strictly from the people who wrote down that we saw you on Instagram. So just by but, asking. This is right. So every person that comes in, like they always say, if you're not measuring your marketing dollars, then you're wasting your money. Yep. Um, so every person that comes in, the first thing that we ask them is, how did you hear about us? Now, um, we all, that doesn't count anybody who may have been referred by a friend or someone said something nice. And then in their Google search or their Yelp search or Instagram, they saw some content of mine. Um, doesn't include that. It only includes people who mentioned first that they came through Instagram. But and that doesn't include people who were referred by people who came from Instagram. But um, does it does you know having have a recording that and then um, it's hard to monetize. It's hard to calculate what your ROI is. Um, but we keep it in house. We don't pay someone for it. And it's something that would be beneficial. I think it's beneficial even for your existing patients. Um, sometimes they learn about procedures that they do, that they've done with Dr. Frost. People will uh, they learn about all the different types of things that he does. But you know, maybe the gummy smile correction. People become aware and say, "Wow, this is possible!" Like maybe they got a consultation ten years ago and were told they can only have surgery, and now they see a post and they see a before and after, and it says non-surgical orthodontic treatment, and it opens their eyes. Um, so for existing patients. Um, I don't think the end goal is necessary to make money. Um, although probably if I didn't have a practice or a way to make money through it, then I, I wouldn't do it. 
or at least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> but um, I think that it's a way of just, it's like an email, like email marketing. Some offices put all this effort into sending out emails once a month about what's new in the office. Well, just put it out there and then people will take the 10 seconds to look at the photo or look at the video. And so I consider it also as just like existing marketing to existing patients or to existing doctors. Yeah, I agree. I think that being able to uh, use it as a strong marketing platform is obviously a very wise way to spend your dollars. I've suggested to docs before uh, putting, you know, if you're doing a promotion or whatever, you want to actually track that, obviously putting codes in there, okay. certain hashtags, yes. mention this to get your discount or to get your, you know, liners or whatever you're going to do there. Um, I want to go back to even hiring people. I've had offices go in and do, uh, do a contest for social media ambassadors from their younger patients, right? To say, hey, for the summer, we're looking to hire social media ambassadors. Give us a plan of what you would do and we're going to hire someone and you're going to hire you for the whole month and you're going to make $500 off the, you know, at the end of the month, but you're going to walk us through different ways. Make sure you do a TikTok, And of course they've got to, you know, have good branding and, and be somebody who is not showing one thing on their TikTok and showing one thing on yours. Right. But um, yeah. you know, that's where you can go through that. We had a couple of questions here. First of all, Tracy asked, uh, what editing apps or programs do you like to use? And then we're going to piggyback on that. I think I know the answer to this because you kind of alluded to this. At what cost did it, at what, sorry, let me read that again. At what did it, and what did it cost to get that $100,000? But what, from what you just said, you don't hire anybody outside, so that's all in-house. Correct. So your ROI is infinite because you spent nothing other than time to get that $100,000, is that correct? Yes, no, no outside. Uh... No outside agency, although I don't think it's, it's for someone who's starting out and maybe has no, no information about it, I would, I would look to hiring an agency that would be supportive of, of providing the service, but also training. So maybe you're not hooked on them forever. Um, one, of the, one, of the, one of the people that I know, Kyle Fagla and his, uh, and his uh, um, agency called Neon Canvas, they're very good at that. Um, and I think that that is a, is a great way of, you know, just starting. So if they're not sure, um, but I love the content that people post, like the Dr. Frost does is that's gotta be personal to your office. So, uh, some of the things that I always say is never have a patient alone. Um, just like one photo of them. It doesn't give you any context. It's okay to have their before and after. It's okay to have them with, uh, with one of your team members. It's okay to have them and, and, uh, and a doctor, but I don't like seeing patients just alone by themselves. It's almost like they're ha you're hanging them out to dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So give a reason for the post. Uh, that's there. exactly. Is there uh, Stuart, are there any specific apps that you know that your team uses or a software that you use to edit and to put those, that content out? I think, uh, so I want to make two comments real quick. One is just so that we get a different perspective here. Uh, when I started in 2016, really going after this, I had a, a marketing person in my practice and she was, uh, she was savvy on Photoshop and she understood this a little bit, but she wanted to understand influencers in the space of Instagram. So what she did is she reached out to, we had some, um, 
uh, Molly Jane is uh, some influencers, they're twin sisters, and they're in our community, and they had like 100,000 followers. So she reached out to them to bring them in to teach her how to do Instagram and how to do this and how to put, make so posts. Smart. And uh, we actually did a trade. I, I did a set of braces for, for one of them, and, and then they taught us how to do this. And, and so there's ways that you can use your existing team members to help you get started in this process as well. And this has just involved over the last five years for our practice. Um, so uh, I do know that she uses Photoshop for most of her, her posts that so she's going to put posts together. There's I think that's really, I think that's really wise. I just want to stop you there for a moment for people that really just want to emphasize this in your specific area, in your city, if you're watching this right now in your city or your surrounding city, there are micro influencers that mm -hmm. you can reach out to and probably 90% of your female uh, junior high or high school uh, patients know who that is so if you don't know just ask and they will and then you can connect with them uh, I have office here who is also doing uh, uh, collabs with them right having them do little posts and things about that but it is a really great resource to help build up your following and to have that uh, that social proof with an influencer so I love that thanks for saying that yes but sorry there's a second thing you said you wanted to Oh, it was just, it was, uh, there was other little apps that, that I was using personally in the beginning that would take the photo and just shrink it so it fit in Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, but there, the, the, it's so easy now to shrink photos and do that. I, I can't remember what, I, what I've been using on those. So Dovey awesome. probably know better than I, than I know you like a lot of those weird filters with like the sunglasses and the mustaches and stuff like that. And the, just the, the bunny ears and the, <laughs> the bunny ears and the throwing up rainbows and stuff. I know I've seen you do those, but yeah. Some of the, um, I think what Stu is talking about, so one of them is called Square Ready so that, you know, even nowadays, Instagram will allow you to post any, uh, even a wider photo, but it's still in the preview mode when you're looking at someone's feed, it's still square. So uh, it's worthwhile if you want to focus, if you want your content to focus in that form, then you can use something called Square Ready, uh, which allows you to import a picture into there. So we use that. We use uh, um, some some collage apps sometimes, but usually I use when I'm uh, building pictures. I'll use uh, and collages. I'll use a Keynote or PowerPoint um, and build it off of a square slide. So I switch the slide to being a square, and then I can really put in uh, full control of my computer, and then I send that uh, picture to my phone through email or text message from my from my computer and then upload it from there. So Keynote or PowerPoint, and that allows you like really full control. You can play with the dimensions of the, of the, of the photos. You can make them a little bit more translucent so you can put one on top of the other and make sure that your ratios are exactly the same. That's when you're getting to really what we would call like more curated content. Yeah, that's great. Do you, do you guys uh, schedule your content out like a week at a time or two weeks at a time or is it all same day? Go ahead, Stu. So uh, we, we do schedule out the Tuesdays for the Transformation, transformation Tuesdays. And then um, we have probably about three or four days in advance we're working on what that content is. It's so interesting, and I want to say this, I think it's so important. If you're doing it like Adobe is, that's great. You can be in control. But for myself, who I, I would never have time to do it all myself, um, I'm involved in the content that's going out and the wording and the phrasing. It's so interesting because in the beginning, uh, I was trying to use a lot of two technical terms and I forgot who my, who was, who am I doing this for? This is for my app Frost Smiles is for the public and, and for people that 
don't know those those terms or I felt like I had to have a perfect case with perfect teeth and a perfect finish and and, and that's not what people are looking for so I think it's important that that everybody understand that and and just uh, just directing what the content is and helping the team members uh, have a plan for what's going to be set so at this point, we're maybe three or four days in advance. We're working on that. The two, Transformation Tuesdays, those are set out five, six, seven weeks in advance. And so with those transformations that you have on there, um, you the people that – I'm just going to get technical now. I'm assuming you obviously do the whole, like, um, waivers, model waivers, yes. and things like that. And what have you noticed – the engagement when you actually add a patient and then tag them and stuff versus just, you know, hey, press miles, we're doing something. Was there a difference that you've seen? Yeah, I think that Dobie is the one that's been huge with this because once once you post a, a, a picture or you post a, make a post, when people start liking it or making comments on it, you know, you really ought to reply back. And anytime yeah. I've made a comment to Dobie, he's always right then and there replied back, said thank you, or give me a big kiss on the cheek, you know, a smooch or whatever. He likes to do that. I've got a picture of him in real life doing that. But uh, the, the truth of the matter is, is when you when you reply back and engage somebody back, I think that's that starts to organically grow your following and people really appreciate that. So the problem- Absolutely. One of the problems that happens is, is that the more you do this, and I know that I don't know how Adobe manages his, but uh, what happens is, is the, the more you post and, and, and share your content, people start messaging you. And when they message you, you, you really want to message them back and engage. And it, it becomes a, a, not a full-time job, but it, it's pretty, wouldn't you say, Adobe, it takes a lot of effort to yes. message people back and engage with them. It absolutely does. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that I was saying that I was saying before is that I think that for an, for an Instagram or social media in general to be effective, I feel like it has to either come from the doctor or look like it's coming from the doctor. Yeah, that's because a good point. We have to, we have to understand, people weren't interested, they're not doing uh, business, in our, in our situation, they're not doing business with a big corporation. They're doing right. it with a family-run business and they wanna know the people who are running this, this office, this family-run dental office. So it's gotta look like it's from the doctor yep. or it's gotta be from the doctor or look like it's gonna come from the doctors. So um, you, it's okay to have a social media manager. It's okay for that person to be the one that's responsible um, responding to the, uh, to the messages. I happen to respond to mine. Um, we've gotten some patients that way. Um, you know, when people uh, engaging authentically with people who like and engage with our posts is, uh, it's kind of like reciprocating, you know, when someone asks you, how are you doing? You ask them how they're doing. And when you reciprocate, sometimes just those authentic interactions turn into new patients or it might just turn into the fact that the person says oh this orthodontist that's in mesa arizona i don't live there but i know if i had a friend that lived there yep i'd be sending them to them that's now right, um some things that work completely in our favor is number one los angeles is a huge center for what we would call influencers uh, a lot of youtubers here there's a lot of people to reach out to or a lot of people that have reached out to us um and that's often something that gets 
thrown back in my face is, okay, well, that works for you there in LA. Um, so you have a large following and you've had influencers come in. And then when they come in and they give you a shout out, you grow by a thousand followers overnight or sometimes 4,000 overnight, which has been very helpful. And then doctors will say, how does that work for me? And so what I try to explain to them, which is what you said before about micro-influencers, but I say it in, in this way, is that everybody has some circle of influence and therefore everybody is an influencer. And so if you can harness that power and it's no different than what we would say, oh, a mom, one soccer mom tells the other soccer mom, I'm having a great, yep. um, having a great experience at Dr. Frost's office. That's great. And what's even better, so I think that, that it's great for us to post on ours, and I think there's a tremendous benefit from it. But uh, welcoming and embracing our patients to post on their own social media is what is the gold standard. Because now, instead of only my audience, who everybody knows who follows me is an orthodontist, it's them posting about, about there. And so maybe someone who has 10,000 followers and no one who lives in Mesa is not that valuable to, um, to right. Frost Orthodontics, but a mom who has maybe 50 followers and all and 40 of them have live in Mesa and 20 of them have kids. Now your ROI is skyrocketing. That's right. Now I think that's so smart. You, I, I, it's too often people don't think about it as a referral source, right? You spend so much time on the ask for or referrals from your dentist in the area or trying to get your current patients to give you referrals, which is great. But you have to think of Instagram, Facebook, any TikTok as something that can literally be a micro referral source, like a spigot that you could turn on and off depending on how engaged you want to get especially when you talk about, I'm from this area, I'm doing this here. Hey, I might be at this. You guys do uh, go out to public events to be able to say, hey, I'm going to be at this public event. Come see me. Love to talk to you. You have no idea what that influence can have. It's so powerful. I love this. Um, yeah. I want to ask you real fast, do you guys ever boost or spend money on ads or is it just all organic that you've done so far? Uh, so I don't do any boosts on my Fat Frost Smiles. I think that uh, we've done a little bit at the Dr. Stuart Frost for some of our courses that we put uh, in our in office courses, yes. but most sure. of the Frost Smiles, we don't, we don't boost anything. Yeah, I similarly, I boosted, I boosted in the past, maybe a few years ago when there was, you know, when, when back in the days when I thought, oh, I'll boost this post and like 30 people will call the office. <laughs> it doesn't really work like that. But I don't think there's anything wrong with boosting posts. And I don't think there's anything wrong with advertising on Instagram in order to get some traction or to do a specific targeted campaign uh, for a specific procedure or for, or for specific time. Um, and there are some, you know, it's not, it's not my wheelhouse, but there are a lot of different companies that can provide that. And I think if you're like looking towards um, doing specific targeted campaigns, you know, with uh, redirecting people to your website. Um, it's pro at that point, it's probably best to have the professionals at least assist you in setting it up so that it can be uh, run effectively. Yeah. I would also add that uh, for those of you that do get into this and maybe the more you get into it, you're gonna have people that will reach out that will be like, hey, I can get you, you know, 10,000, 20,000 likes uh, overnight, blah, 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 and be just very, very, uh, skeptical of them, I would say don't do it because 
Uh, and, and here's a way to test them. My, my daughter actually taught me this. If they have 30,000 followers and then you go and check out their content and they have like two engagements or two likes on their post, it's most likely a bot system or it's somebody who is, they live in Brazil or they live in, you know, Philippines or whatever. Don't yeah. go down that right route, build it organically. It doesn't do you any good to do it otherwise. So I, I think it's really important to be careful to look out for those as well. I wanted to ask, let's get on to some engagement stuff. Some of the engagement areas uh, that you have used to connect with your patients, especially during this time right now, uh, we've been talking a lot about what you've been doing in normal work times, right? And right now we're in a very odd space. So I believe that those who win this game, which it is a game in the after are the ones who will prepare now and have the most engagement with their patients. Let them know they're still here. They're still taking care of them. They're still educating them. I mentioned Stuart's uh, game that they're playing, the March Madness. There's no real March Madness. So they made up their own March Madness, which was brilliant. What are some of the most successful engagement uh, post and contest or uh, option opportunities that you have done with your Instagram that you've seen the most success out of? Well, this is one with the March Madness and taking celebrities and have one have show their smile and you show another celebrity and have people say which one they like to smile the best and then we break it down until there's a, a grand champion or a, a winner of March Madness of who that smile is. That We did that last year. That was really great. There's been some others that I think have, have been really fun. In fact, right now, we're doing one on my personal. So we when I started my Fro at Frost Smiles, I started like three or four years after I did my at Dr. Stuart Frost. And for the longest time, I was 7,000 followers and my Frost Smiles was 3,000. And then as we've done more posts and more engagements, the Frost Smiles is now way out, you know, I think we're at 13 or 14,000 followers. I just hit organically uh, 10,000 followers. I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. And so uh, my, my gal that does my social media said, let's do something fun that will, you know, thank everybody and get them excited about you hitting 10,000. So what we did is that we did a, a something about me. And I think it's really important. If you're going to do something that wants to boost post, do something about the doctor, his family. Uh, right now on my personal, we're doing a, you know, the guy that's in New York City that's holding up the signs everywhere uh, at my, my sign. I don't even know exactly. I, I, I've seen it, but so what we're doing is I put up a bunch of signs, uh, posts that says, okay, Dr. Frost has 31 of what? Or, and then one sign was Dr. Frost has the number eight means what to him. And, it's, and people are guessing what that is. And so everybody's guessing. There's like 100 people that have guessed what does eight mean to Dr. Frost. And it's that I have eight children. Or the fact that uh, 13,000 is the number of cases I finished in my 20-year career. And, wow. and so it's been really fun to engage. And I think if you're going to do something that wants to engage people, do something about the doctor or about your family or personalities. We did one when Dr. Nichols joined our practice. And uh, we did something that is like, what are the, what are the three things that uh, are Dr. Nichols' favorite things to do? And, and everybody had to guess, or which one was Dr. Frost's? Which one was Dr. Nichols? You know, who, who likes to lift weights every single day? Well, that's Dr. Nichols, of course, right? So anything that you can do to engage people to get to know the doctors better and their family, I think is really huge. 
that's been, yeah. been fun. I love that idea. The more personal, I love that. I, like, I think that's what really, what that's, are some of your successful campaigns? That's a good point. Um, we what we did what was really effective a while back. We would do where we had some of these really huge YouTubers. Uh, we'd come in and then we'd have like you know the pop sockets that we have for our office. We had them autographed by the YouTuber. Forget the doctor. They're like, <laughs> you know. Nice. So we've had that and we got some really tremendous engagement on that. And then I love when I see people like the summertime when they do like that flat Stanley where they print out a, a flat picture. I have one of uh, Dr. Glazer in, uh, in New York. Um, he sent me one one time. I was like, oh, I wanna be a part of it, uh, of your uh, contest. And so you take a picture of him actually, and for the longest time I had him, I had his little, uh, his avatar of himself in my white coat and I'd walk around with that for like a year, I think. So I can think that's very, it's, it's a very cute way of getting the kids involved even the adults, but getting your patients involved and bringing the doctor with you. So I, I happen to love, uh, to love that. But I think other giveaways are also very effective. Um, I think giveaways, um, not that I've personally done this, but giveaways like to local, other local businesses. Um, a friend of mine in, in Oregon, Dr. Shevital, he just did a giveaway to, for like a local running shop for 150 bucks uh, to someone who is a uh, for the most engagements or the most likes or tag two friends and we'll pick someone at random. Um, and so I think that's very, that's very, very nicely done. And that's kind of like paying it forward as Dr. Frost would say. And then um, sometimes I've seen Grant Collins do like giveaways with teeth whitening where you can get those opalescence uh, go uh, where it's a standard universal tray um, and they do giveaways on that. Um, so I think giveaways are a very effective way of number one, getting your uh, numbers up. So you could do an in-office giveaway. I like the, this actually kind of parlays into how would someone get their numbers up in the first place. Um, and I think that um, number one, the first goal is to get all of your patients to follow you. Now, if they know that there's something out of it or they can gain out of it, either through education or marketing or a nice product, um, then that's a great way of doing it. And then, so that would be Number one, just getting thing following that's in real life, get them to cross over to the digital platform. And then similarly, uh, getting like the local neighborhood um, and your, maybe your followers and their friends to, in, to uh, interact with a post uh, that would include some type of uh, incentive or giveaway. So um, when you do the, the, first of all, when you were saying about making sure all of your, your clients or your patients follow you, I mean, I just ran the numbers quick in my head of just like, geez, if you're thinking about even getting 10% of your people to follow, if you really did a campaign about that, you'd build up your followers pretty dang quickly. If you yeah. really made a concentrated effort on doing that, did giveaways, even, you know, just asking a lot of people do it because you asked them, you yeah. know, and, and you just say, Hey, like, let's say, I, I did it. I was at a, Oh, I do a TC sale training. I was out there once we were talking about this and saying, look, just go over to the chair with the person if they've signed the waiver already, the, you know, the model release, and just take five seconds to take a selfie with them. Say, hey, let's do a selfie together. Look, here's little, you know, Johnny on his office visit today. Hey, Johnny, is it okay if I tag you? Yeah, I'm going to tag you. And now you just got engagement and you've created that opportunity there. You can do that with all of your right. team members. I think there's a, it's, you make a very, very good point. Um, for someone that comes to it naturally, um, it's good. Um, but I, I myself 
am always afraid of, uh, of, you know, just putting our patients up to it uh, without having that relationship. So we don't ask, in, yeah. in my office, we actually not tap in, to ask people, although I don't think it's wrong. I just think it's important to respect that um, the privacy, although very often, you know who, who in the, I think what you're saying is true. It's like, you know, yeah. in the office who's open to it. You know, yep. some of the ways that I say, you know, uh, I used to work for, for an office that said, you know, I don't mind having a no cell phone policy for the, for the uh, employees, but uh, the cell phone policy of like putting, telling kids to put their phone away, I think is completely wrong. I think us as doctors just have to work, have to learn to work around that. Like, dude, if they're up there taking a selfie while you're working, then that's, that's like that taking a free ad out in the yellow pages for you every time they're in. And if they're having a good experience, then those are the type of people that you want. So one of our rules is we never tell the kids to put the phone away. <laughs> um, and that's the window to the world, right? I'm in this, in this office building. There's 50 other doctors there. I'm on the seventh floor. Um, how, no sign. My name is this small in the directory. How in the heck are they going to find me? Um, yeah. So <laughs> by getting that word out is, is great. But uh, we don't necessarily like hijack them. Oh, we got a selfie. But that concept of knowing who. Yes. But, <laughs> of knowing who uh, is okay to do it. Um, and then being sensitive to it. And, not, and, and, and at this point, now the patients are interested. Oh, we want to do this. Oh, I want to do uh, a reveal video. I, I would love if Dr. Frost would talk about that. Yeah, I was going to uh, segue to that too. Thank you for saying that too. I think that's so important. So Stu, um, one of the things that I really like about what you guys have done is the reveal. Uh, I, I talk about that all the time, the smile reveals. I think it is um, not smart business for doctors not to do it. I proselytize that sucker, man, because I think it's just really, really wise. You're showing your, your work. What industry doesn't do that? And so I think it's really smart. And I know we had talked previously about having a little bit of a, a video that you'd like to share. Yeah, I don't, actually, I'm not prepared on that, but let me just say oh. this. <laughs> Dovey, Dovey and Grant were the kings of this. And for me, for the first, I don't know, 16 years of my practice, it was very, it was really strange. For me, I didn't like to bang a drum or I didn't, I don't play an instrument or when they're, you know, getting braces off. And I didn't know what to do to celebrate people getting their braces off. And I would just say, this is a fantastic smile. You have a beautiful frost smile. And, you know, as I was watching Dovey show how he would take the braces off and do a smile reveal or Grant Collins where Grant would walk them down the red carpet to the smile reveal, I started thinking, you know, there's got to be a way that fits for me that is exciting, that's organic to me and what I want to do. And so uh, a few years ago, I had a patient named James and he, he was a surgical case and uh, James was getting his braces off and we just... Uh, we, we were hyping this up. He became friends with our, with our girls and our practice. And, and so it was really organic. We just handed him a mirror and we were, the girls were like, don't look yet. Look, James, don't look. And it, it was so fun because he was getting all excited. He was pumped up. The music was going and, and then he flipped the mirror and there was a smile and he was like, no way. Are you kidding me? And he's like, you know, he might've said a cuss word or two, or I don't know, but <laughs> it was so exciting and fun that I've, I've been able to share that on social media. And his smile was just like fantastic. But I think that 
these smile reveals have become something that I've learned from Dovey and from Grant Collins and a few others that have become some of the most rewarding type of yes. social media posts that I've ever done. In fact, uh, most of these uh, adults that we have and adult females, many of them start to cry. If you oh, can yeah. capture, if you capture that, oh my gosh, if you capture that emotion, because what we're doing, I think everybody thinks we're lining up teeth and we're, you know, straight, we're two straighteners or whatever. That's not what we're doing. We're building confidence in people. We're changing self-esteems. We're, we're giving people back what they've lost in their life. And that, that moment that they get the braces off and they see themselves for the first time. I mean, the, the opportunity to see themselves differently, it's magical. Yes. And uh, to it's, record that is, uh, is huge. It's yeah, amazing. It's a really, it's um, a gift for them. Yeah, it's it a gift for them. And I think Dr. Frost does it in a way where um, it's showing what the effect that it does on the patient. Um, and some doctors do, I've seen, everybody, have, everybody should feel comfortable doing it in their own way. But I think what's most effective is capturing the moment and displaying the relationship between the patient and the team and the doctor. Um, yep. And that's what makes you say at the end, this, this, uh, this maybe older woman has a beautiful smile now. She is emotional about it. She's expressed her gratitude to the team and to the doctor and everybody is happy for her. And all of those emotions captured tell the story in an instant and yep. even better than an email marketing or better than a campaign and says, to, it says to the viewer that I want a frost smile because I know that what it leads to in the end is a life-changing experience surrounded by employees that become family. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know how I said at the very beginning about uh, asking for your story because I think the stories connect us all. You're exactly right, Dobie. In that moment, you see that person's story. You might not know all of the details, but you know there is a connection to, oh my gosh, I finally got this moment and like you said whether it be that 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 uh older person male or female who never really smiled because they were ashamed of their teeth uh that opportunity to be in that moment with them is so cool i remember i first saw it at um dr eric curtis out of coeur idaho great guy he does this he displays this in the uh in, in the, uh, right above the chairs so wherever anybody's sitting there he displays them over and over again just on loop and I went, that is the best marketing ever because you're seeing the thing that you want. And And so yeah. when you do it here, you, that's something you, everyone stops, everyone stops scrolling when they see that just for those few seconds exactly. to see them do that. So it's so smart. Love and it, it works love, love to, it. and tell you a secret, it works better when they have big metal braces on their teeth because the, the transformation is so much more powerful. I hate to yeah, say it, absolutely. but <laughs> there's nothing like braces. That's no, true. It's true. You, because they see now something completely man. different. What's that? Oh, nothing. Dobie's yeah. the Invisalign well, man. He understands the power of braces as well. That's right. <laughs> well, we've come up uh, onto our hour a little past that. I just want to thank you guys so much for being a part of this. I've seen the comments in here. So many people are getting great information from you all and being able to kind of ride those coattails of like, oh, okay, I can do that now. I saw people in here talking about, oh, that's a great idea. I want to do that. What would, if you have any parting words when it comes to that engagement with your patients um, and what you would advise for right now and this time to do, what would those be? 
I would say number yeah. one, I'll take it first and let's do finish. Um, I would say just start. It's almost like, it's like, you know, the website, how the website uh, back in the day, it was so important to have a website. And the question is how am I just have one? I would say just start and then you'll figure out how you can integrate it in your own practice. Just start. One is greater than nothing. To put a button on that before we get to Stuart, again, your Instagram handle, at Dobie Perro, right? At, at Prero Orthodontics. At Prero Orthodontics, sorry. Yeah. Do, you have a, do you have a personal one that I can, no. I yeah, the, my, my personal one is D Prero. If you want spam of all my kids, um, then you can go there. Um, and probably if I would have done it over again, I probably would have done it at um, Dr. Dobie Prero. Cause that's what people like when they come into my office, they like type in, oh, Dr. Prero. But right. um, I just gotta stick with it. So uh, before, because I know people are, are wrapping up, I wanna make sure people go there and get you over that 35,000 or 56,000, what was it? That's right, 30, 35. I'm, I'm dyslexic, so I get numbers mixed up. Uh, <laughs> I wanna throw, and, and Stuart, before you, you start, I want you to put yours up there too, just for anybody watching too. Mine is Dino underscore Watt, at Dino underscore Watt. And if you wanna see me dancing by myself uh, in a driveway, I, you'll totally see that there. You'll see some crazy stuff that I put up there. Stuart, yours is what, and what's your final parting words? First of all, you want to see Do you want to see Dino, not Dobie. D Dino, you want to see him dance because he can dance. Okay. Uh, at Frost Smiles, at Frost Smiles is my practice Instagram. At Dr. Stuart Frost is my personal my personal brand uh, Instagram. Hey, I would just say to people uh, in the end here, what people need right now on Instagram or Facebook or both is they need leadership. They want to see leadership from us. Our patients want to see that we're a leader of our practice and that we are not afraid of what's going on. And they want to see that we're, we're concerned about them. And what I would encourage you to do is just post videos about that. And I would encourage you also to be authentic on authenticity, have authenticity. But be authentic when you post. Don't just throw things out there, but do things that, that are real, that make and add value to people, just like Dobie does, and share with other people and, and build others. I think that's what this is all about. So true. Love it. So true. Be authentic. Be yourself. I think that's the best social media stuff. That's the stuff I love to, to follow myself as well. By the way, either one of you, I, well, Stuart, I know you're on TikTok now. What about you, Dobie? Yeah, I have a few. Uh, I, 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 love, I absolutely love TikTok. Uh, I have just a few videos on there, and then he, um, even just with my my daughters, we do we use it as just like a fun thing to do. Um, even if we don't post them on on the practice, which they have no interest in being there, but it's a really fun app to to enjoy. Uh, I think Grant Collins and uh, the Bentist are they're they're the king. They they took they took my advice and and ran with it. <laughs> And so uh, I'll leave it up to them. Yeah, for those of you watching right now, everything I'm reading, uh, all the statistics show that TikTok's algorithm is killer. It's amazing. And if you're not on TikTok, get on it right now. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, those are your leads. I don't tweet, but Twitter's also out there. But to show off what you do, TikTok, Instagram, and, uh, and Facebook, get on there right now. Well, gentlemen, again, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. I know so many people got 
great, great notes. Somebody on here said that they have a full list of notes to take to their doctor tomorrow. So thank Good. you guys so much. We really appreciate it. My Thanks, pleasure. Scott. I'd be happy if anybody has any follow-up information, they can just DM me. Um, and if you like something that you see on my page, go ahead and copy it. If you want to mm -hmm. give me a shout out, that's fine. If not, uh, just, you know, tailor it to what, uh, to what works for your office. And I'll say this before, I said it once before with you, Dino, um, the best conference that I ever spoke with the most engaged audience was when you were the MC at uh, PCSO in Hawaii. Um, wow. And I think um, you coming and setting the stage for what us as speakers need to feel from an audience in order to, to be able to give more and to be selfless, really set the tone for a meeting that I had never seen before. So if there's anybody out there who runs a meeting who is interested in having a dynamic MC that can really change a meeting. Um, it was the first time I got a standing ovation. Maybe Dr. Frost gets standing ovations all the time. <laughs> but um, uh, having a standing ovation, it, it caught me by surprise and it just made me want to give more and it's the tone that you set. Um, so I really appreciate that. And I look Thank forward you. to going into another meeting that you MC. It's going to be coming up here. He's doing the PCSO this year. Yeah, I hope it'll be PCSO again if, if it, it, well, let's just say it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yes, it's going to happen. <laughs> sure. We're, we're going to be out of quarantine by then. Well, I appreciate you saying that uh, very much so. Everyone else uh, listening, before we wrap up, don't forget tomorrow I have the Facebook Live with Avery Spencer. Going to get all your social media content put together. I mean, the stuff she's shown me that she's put together is insane. To, to have you guys uh, take a look at. We're gonna do that tomorrow at four o'clock as well. And then Friday, go register at dinowatt.com forward slash virtual 101 for the virtual training day CE credit. The only, if you want it for free in the sense of the, the videos, the recordings, you have to register. So go register right now and get that done. Tell your doctors about it. Even if you can't make it because you're in the SBA line filling out the paperwork, oh. uh, come see part of it, be a part of it. That's gonna be great. Thank you, gentlemen, again so much. Everybody have an amazing night. We will see you on the next Facebook Live tomorrow. Thank you. Awesome. Bye. Thank you. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.